This is a state for Tuesday, October 18th, where we bring you the headlines that matter. I'm Rachel Fulton. Today's weather forecast is predicting cloudy with rain and possible snow in the morning, which will change to all rain in the afternoon, with a high of 41 and a low of 37. For our first headline of the day, focusing on President Samuel L. Stanley Jr.'s resignation, in a statement to the state news, the Board of Trustees said it will begin its search for an interim president immediately, following President Samuel L. Stanley Jr.'s resignation notice on October 13th. Stanley gave the board a 90-day notice. His official resignation will take place on January 11, 2023. The board said it expects Stanley to remain in his position for the full 90 days to make sure steady leadership is in place while a presidential search gets underway. The MSU Board of Trustees is unified in its commitment to having an orderly and smooth transition in university leadership and in its commitment to academic freedom and to working with university leadership toward the goals outlined in the MSU Strategic Plan 2030, the statement said. The search will include outreach to students, faculty, staff, and alumni. It is our intent to engage in thoughtful deliberation and to make a decision as soon as possible, the statement said. For our second headline, focusing on city news, Shailene Niffin, a retired Lansing resident, spends her days knocking doors, making calls, and stuffing envelopes for Democratic candidates up and down the ballot. But she believes more involvement from young people is necessary if her candidates are going to win this November. Niffin was one of the many community members who spent the afternoon of Sunday, October 16th, on the corner of North Shaw Lane and Farm Lane, hearing from U.S. Representative Alyssa Slotkin, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel, and U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. The trio came to MSU's campus as part of a pre-election push for voter turnout amongst young people, though the majority of the event's crowd was noticeably older than the target demographic. All speakers mentioned the tight margins predicted for Slotkin and Nestle's races and emphasized that turnout of MSU students could sway the results. Slotkin has been attempting to drive student turnout, specifically with a voter registration push. She has been paying student organizers to go door-to-door, registering their peers in MSU dorms. According to Slotkin's campaign, the program has registered 2,151 students to vote. Her campaign has been able to work around no solicitation rules in MSU dorms by seeking out and employing students based on what dorms they live in. In a text message to the state news, MSU spokesperson Dan Olson confirmed that residents are able to do voter registration outreach within their own residence halls. For our final headline of the day, focusing on the Capital Area Transportation Authority, or CATA, Core Commercial Real Estate, the owner of Lansing Shopping Complex, Frandor, announced last month it was removing two CATA bus stops on the premises on October 17th, citing vagrancy and related concerns. Those who frequent the stops have varied opinions on the removal. 
Michigan State University pre-veterinary freshman Maxwell Neisenbaum said he uses the Frandor bus stop every day to take the bus to campus and said the removal could drastically impact his daily routine. Not everyone feels so negatively about the removal. Home Goods employee and Lansing resident Katrina Mankey said she's against stopping service to the shopping center altogether, but thinks removing the bus stop shelters would reduce the amount of loitering and crime. However, Lansing resident Margaret Zetterholm pushed back on Mankey's prediction. She said removal of the bus stops wouldn't change the frequency of crimes at the shopping center. Lansing resident and everyday catter rider Caleb Liggett said the removal of the bus stop shelters wouldn't change a lot. It just wouldn't be the same if the bus stop was removed, Liggett said. Thank you for joining us for The State, produced by the State News and Impact 89FM. You can find us online at statenews.com and impact89fm.org. And we'll be back tomorrow with more.